Hey everybody, it's Plundergrounds, and I'm your host, Ray Otis, recording live from Odyssey Studios. That's right, I'm in my wife's van. Uh, <laughs> it's a, That's a long, long story. I don't want to get into it or I'll get a little mad. I had a, a, a my my other vehicle is in a repair shop and it's become a nightmare, but I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, yeah, today we are talking another zine. It's Zine Vember. Um, and as it rolls on, we are going to cover Eat the Rich by Ambika Kirkland. So let's get started. Plundergrounds, Plundergrounds, welcome back to a brand new show. Ray's gonna take you where you didn't know you wanted to go. Fantasy and dungeon delve, science fiction, watch yourselves. All right, Eat the Rich is, I think it's six by nine. I don't have a ruler handy. I don't usually record from my car, so I hope the sound is going to be okay here. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> it's today's my birthday, by the way. Uh, I turned 55, and I'm sitting here drinking a senior coffee from McDonald's, which uh, tastes like old age, uh, but for 99 cents, hey, you know. Uh, I, I just felt like claiming my rights as a senior citizen now. <laughs> I don't feel like a senior citizen at 55. Well, some days I do. Some days I do. My goodness, the other day I, I got up and I had to take um, two a leave. And I, after working on a sink, uh, putting in a new faucet and contorting my back. It, you know what? You don't want to hear all this stuff. Um, yeah, but no, I, it it's not worth it. McDonald's coffee, eh, you know, it's all right. Um, I, I'm getting really like, when, I can't remember the last time I had a great cup of coffee, right? It's just, it's just been a while. Maybe my taste buds are dead. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> we're talking about Eat the Rich. This is a beautiful zine. Um, uh, it comes from Games Omnivorous, which has this, uh, I mentioned this on Mouth Brood. So it has this, um, it has this set of rules that always appears on the back flap. And it's the Manifestus Omnivorous. It says, one, all books are adventures. Two, the adventures must be system agnostic. Three, the adventures must take place on Earth. Four, the adventurers can only, oh, sorry, the adventures can only have one location. Five, the adventures can only have one monster. Six, the adventures must include uh, saprophagy or osteophagy. Seven, the adventures must include a voracious eater. Eight, the adventures must have less than 6,666 words. Nine, the adventures can only be in two colors. Uh, and then the lost rule 10, the adventures cannot have good taste. So I, I like these. I like this manifesto. I don't really understand um, why the adventures must include saprophagy or osteophagy. And if if that's true, why you need um, seven, the adventures must include a voracious eater, but I think the rest of the rules are really cool. And, uh, usually one monster means there's like one significant monster and one location means it's kind of focused on, well, that is what it says, right? It focuses, focuses the zine down. So, um, I think maybe the lost rule, really the unwritten rule of these things, the 11th rule is that they must look beautiful. I mean, mouth brood was an amazing zine. This one is an amazing zine. Um, it is seven, let's see, seven, 14, 28, 28 pages with the cover, seven sheets of paper. I think I made a mistake the other day and said something about 60 sheets of paper instead of 60 pages, which 60 sheets, uh, 60 pages would be 15 sheets of paper. If you get me, um, you know, big sheets of paper folded over. So this one's six by nine. The cover is cardstock. Um, the, the two colors other than white are kind of a, uh, 
well, silver is one of them, a metallic silver. So there's metallic silver ink in this thing, and it's really beautiful. It's, it's a really neat effect. Um, it's not super shiny, but yeah, but in a, and that's a good thing, I think. Um, just, just enough to be interesting, kind of like a pewter. And then uh, the other color is kind of like a, a plum color, I guess. So most of the ink and everything is in kind of this reddish-brown, dark reddish-brown. Dried blood, you know, would be... <laughs> a good way to say this because that's probably what it is. Um, uh, this, the location in this zine is called the God Sphere. So this is a world where uh, a plague has affected most of mankind and the super rich have set themselves up in this uh, uh, vertical spire of rock, which is, so it's a bit like, um, what's the movie with the train, uh, that's going around the world. And they made a TV series out of it, which I've never watched. Cause I can't imagine why a TV series for this, you know, the movie's pretty cool. Uh, stars the guy who played captain America, Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Right. And why I can't snow piercer I knew I'd get it there. Snow piercer, the movie, it's a very artificial world, but once you buy into that, it's kind of a fun romp, that movie. Um, it also reminds me of high rise by JG Ballard. Uh, but basically you have, uh, this spire full of rich people at the top and, um, you play the hungry, <laughs> uh, people, uh, or, or people who haven't yet been infected, right? Uh, it also reminds me a little bit of I Am Legend by Richard Matheson, uh, the story, not, not the movies. I don't, I think the only good movie they made from it, and I'm not even sure it's good, is the old Vincent Price one. I haven't seen it in years, but, uh, so you get this cool setting. Um, it is system agnostic, like the, the omnivorous manifesto says it is. Um, you get a lot of gener generative tables, uh, like for starting equipment, um, it, 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 it brings up the point where, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do a reading for flavor and, uh, <laughs> I've already recorded it and I, I read it cold and I tried to do a voice again. I'm working on my voices. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I hope they're not painful. You'll have to give me some feedback, but I'm working on my voices. I did a recording of the intro text and I just read it straight. I didn't try to read it first and then do the voice. So, um, right in the middle of it, uh, it hit me with a line in German. <laughs> I don't speak German. Uh, and I butcher it because I didn't have, I wasn't ready, you know, like to even give it a good shot. So don't laugh at me too much if you know German when I hit that. Uh, so here's the, here's the recording and then I'll come back and, and explain a little more. You, you, you are, you are what you, you eat. They say it's, it's true. It's true. No, listen to us. It's, it's true. Don't, don't look at me like that. Come a little closer. Yeah. S soft you are. Soft skin, soft hair. Come s s sit here. We'll tell you. Most people don't re realize that when the hunger came, when people started eating one another, it wasn't just the ravenous who changed. No, no. That's what people think. But the ones who were uh, immune, like us, like you, we, we changed too. Give us your hand, your soft hand. Oh, don't be afraid. We won't, we won't taste unless you give us permission. We're still a man, you know. We're not like those things. But, but we've changed. You've changed. Do you see your eyes? They, they were brown once. Now they're blue. We devoured a blue-eyed girl, or what was left of her. Now our eyes are blue like hers. And you know, see how do broken days are madchen. And now we can speak the language she spoke too, and many others. We, 
we remember our memories. We're we're full of memories. So so many. Never lonely. Never lonely here in our head. We are so many. But all of these others who are part of us now, they're they're but men and women. What what if we could eat the gods? What if we could eat the corpses of those rich, beautiful gods who have survived the to survive the end of the days in their lonely fortress high high above. We could be gods too, soft one. Tall and fast and powerful, beautiful, knowing, knowing all their secrets. To be a god eater, that's to be a god. Right, so that should probably give you the idea. This is a creepy, cool setting. Um, I think I said God's sphere at the beginning of this. I meant God's spire. Um, I, I corrected it later when I said spire, but yeah. So it's a creepy, cool setting. Um, you've got uh, super rich people living in their spire. You've got um, the cult, which is uh, claims that ordinary humans who survived infection by the hunger have gained the ability to take on the properties and knowledge of any sentient creature that they devour. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. Uh, you've got the hunger, the, the, um, the hungry themselves, the, the people who have succumbed to the basically zombies, right? Um, uh, to this plague that ended the earth, the, the year is 2177. Uh, and then you've got, so you've got a little map of this God spire. You've got, um, some random generation tables for things. Uh, you've got a, which is cool. You got backgrounds and talents and, motivations. Uh, you got a little section on whether there's magic or not. Since it's set in the future, there's technology that might be indistinguishable from magic, but there's no real clear, like you decide whether there's actually magic in the world, uh, and how it got there. Um, there's some sample characters. There is, uh, an explanation of the hunger and how it affects you, which is really cool. So you've got stages, um, that like it starts with the hungry and it's for 2d6 hours so it's stage duration symptoms and infection risk so at the beginning you're just hungry the duration is 2d6 hours the symptoms are restless sweaty and hungry feels the desire to consume anything edible that's in reach must make a save whenever they smell fresh blood on a fail they attempt to bite the wound of anyone nearby bonus to strength penalty to mental attributes and then the infection risk is low infects only through blood coming in contact with mucous membranes or open wounds bonus to save versus infection. Uh, and it uh, proceeds from hungry to famished to starving to ravenous. Um, and uh, there's a period of hours on each one. So that's really cool. Uh, I, I think that's something I haven't seen very, uh, maybe ever, which is a really neat idea that like, you know, I've seen scenarios before where people might get infected with something. Uh, but I've rarely, if ever seen a deal where they, they break it down like this and give you the progression. Um, there's a, some stuff about, uh, illusions, which may be technologically driven. Like, uh, the Godspire has a staircase that has some illusory steps and things like that. Uh, there's a, uh, a list of people and things in the Godspire, some artifacts. Um, there's a monster that roams the Godspire. I won't talk too much about that. Um, and then there's a description of, of like the six main levels to the God Spire. So it's, it's, um, uh, probably enough adventure for a couple sessions, like one to three sessions. Uh, it's a, it's a world that I, th while it's set on like a near future earth, um, and could just be run all by itself. 
I think with just a little bit of twisting, you could easily pop it into a fantasy world or a campaign world of your own. Um, all you'd have to do is happen on a land that's been affected by this plague with the God Spire there and, and um, uh, some sort of reason why the characters would get involved. Maybe one of them gets infected and there's rumor that there's a cure in the God Spire or something like that. Um, or that uh, the, maybe the cultists tell them that if they eat the blood of a God Spire person, they they can since they can take on the traits they can uh take on their immunity right uh yeah i mean you know you could do different things there but it's a really beautiful little zine really cool um you need your own system to play it or you could just use some kind of narrative die of fate kind of system my copy has a slight ever so slight um bend in the cover that I must have done at some point. It's not creased, so I think any time at all under something flat would fix it. Uh, it is a, it's an amazing zine. I'm going to give away this copy, but I'm probably going to buy another copy. I don't have a PDF of this one either, and I'm not sure that, uh, I'm not sure if one is offered, um, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll probably just have the, I'll probably just buy it online. I think this one in Mouth Brood, I'm just going to buy new copies online and send them to people <laughs> rather than give away my own. These two, these two have been hard to, you know, these were two that I put on the pile, like, oh, I'll never play these, you know, um, they're really cool, but I'll never play them. But I've come down to the fact that I just like having them so much to get inspired by them. And maybe I will play them at some point that I, that I just want to keep them on my shelf because they're really cool. Uh, but yeah, that was Eat the Rich. And um, let's see, we've got another one to give away. I think it is, uh, oh, let's look at my list here. Get my notebook out of my bag. Uh, Not a Place of Honor is the other one we're giving away. So this Eat the Rich it covers November 10th. Um, today is the ninth, so I'm, I'm working a day ahead of myself. Uh, November 10th, Eat the Rich. Uh, November 11th will be, um, uh, uh, I just said it, Not a Place of Honor, which I've talked about before on a previous podcast, and I'll put that in the show notes. And so now we're up to 12 zines that we're giving away because there's 11 days worth of zines that I'm covered. And uh, the 12th is uh, Face Folio from Goblin's Henchman, who has donated that for the month. I haven't had any other takers yet, so I'm probably going to stop asking for people to donate zines. Uh, but, you know, if you know somebody who, who has a zine that they'd like to talk about on the air, I'd be happy to talk about them, uh, talk with them about it excuse me, on the air, uh, as long as they're willing to give a copy away to someone anywhere in the world. And uh, would, would love to do that. But yeah, uh, I've talked a lot about Goblin Sensions Face Folio, or I would I'd talk about it more here, uh, but there's a whole episode on that as well, which I've been linking in every one of these shows. And I'm excited to do this. There is a blog post also in the show notes that you can go to that tell you the rules. Basically, I'm asking you to send me an email by November 25th, and you can wait till the 25th if you want uh, for reasons that will become apparent here. But basically, in the subject line, you have to write Zine Vimber. Uh, that way my rule catches it and puts it all in the same folder. So subject line, Zine Vimber. If you don't do that, you're not going to get in. Um, you have to give me your mailing address because I'm going to send you a physical zine if, if, if you're a lucky winner, which I suspect most of the people that enter will win. Right now I've got uh, maybe eight or nine people already entered. I'm going to have 30-some zines to give away. We'll see. I'm not sure how many people are waiting and going to send me an email on the 25th. But um, yeah, I think most people will get a zine. Uh, I'll probably make sure that almost everybody gets a zine. Uh, as, as many as I can find to give away, I'll give away. Because <laughs> I love zines and I want everybody else to love zines too. 
Um, I think they're kind of the perfect delivery vehicle for adventures and rules light sets and things like that. And they're so like, uh, I love you know, this as a thing you can throw in your bag. They take up almost no weight, no space. They're something you could put, you could have multiple copies and throw them in people's hands and they have a copy of the rules then or yeah, I, I just, um, I really like them. So where was I going with all that? Oh, so, uh, Zine Vimber in the subject line, your mailing address. And then optionally, if you want to tell me if there's any of these zines you already have and don't want. And if you want to rank like one, two, and three, uh, you can tell me which ones you'd like to have. Like you might say, um, one mouth brood two eat the rich three, um, fresh from the forge. Right. And that would be, t- so what I'm going to do is as when I give these things away, I've got a spreadsheet with everybody's name. So I'm first going to roll a random number, go down to that name. Then I'm going to look across and see what your preferences are. And if your first zine is still available, I'll give you that one. And if your second one's, uh, if it's not, I'll go to your second one and so on. And if none of your top three zines are available, I'll just give you a random zine. But if you've told me you already have one, like I have uh, one person wrote in and said, I'm, I'm good with any zine, but I already have the face folio. So if I roll that person, I'll give them a random zine but I won't give them the face folio. I mean, this is all fairly obvious, right? But maybe it's good to say. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a reason for giving me those preferences and anything you already have. Um, I'm trying to list out all the zines on that blog post uh, that I'm going to have and a little description for each. So you can kind of quote unquote shop. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if I'll do this every November, but this November, I'm pretty well caught up into it, and I hope I can keep up with it. I tried to do um, a, a Drawloween um, monster drawing club thing in October, and I got 15 days in and then just missed a day, and it was all over after that. I couldn't get back to it. Um, just too busy. But, you know, sometimes these streak things are hard to keep up. But I, I think uh, I won't have any problem here because I have so many zines, <laughs> so many zines. And, uh, um, yeah, I... I I'm just going to, I'm culling the herd a little bit. I'm only going to keep the ones that really, really inspire me long-term. And I think zines are the kind of things that are good to spread around. They go from kind of person to person. Um, if you've got somebody who's like RPG curious, it's kind of neat to just hand them one of these things and, and let them absorb them. Uh, some are more intro friendly than others. Uh, like this eat the rich, um, I, 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 audience wise, I feel like there's a couple different audiences I would hand this one to. One would be horror fans who've never played role-playing games and say, look, this is what it, you know, we, we play these games where you generate story on the fly all together. Um, and you can have these really cool cinematic events and this one will give you an idea of what it's like, you know, uh, I would give them to that to, if that's a newbie and I just tell them there's no rules, but you know, basically we'd, we'd add rules to it, kind of explain to them how, uh, probably just a simple dice mechanic of some kind. Uh, and then, uh, like maybe lasers and feelings, right. I would kind of explain that to them and say this, how we'll run it. But, uh, I would also give it to somebody who's like died in the wool, been playing, uh, D and D forever. Right. And wants to experience something a little different, um, to, to maybe re-energize them or, um, somebody who's looking for, um, like a uh, one shot to use, uh, when, when their regular gaming crew isn't all at the table. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of different people that could benefit from these and their zines are best when they're kind of passed around and shared and swapped. Like I, I really wish I were going to places where other zine creators were there and we could exchange zines uh, more. I tried it at Gen Con one year. Um, and I thought it would be a bigger deal than it was. It was kind of surprisingly hard to, catch up to people who had zines and they almost never had copies on them to switch. And I'm like, what, you know, 
I feel like there's a cultural miss here. Like we should be, we should be swapping these things. Um, and I kind of got into zines partly with that mindset, like, oh, this will be really cool. Cause I can trade my zine for other people's zines. And I put a lot of, you know, but I, I don't know, people, they don't see, I don't know if it's because they don't see a lot of value, they just collect them or whatever. It's not like maybe that world's gone, uh, where you trade physical things and you just trade digital things. Um, but, uh, I still think there's a value there and I rambled on enough. Uh, until next time, look out for those rust monsters and have a, have a great week.